Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara, and I'm here with my brother and co-host, Devin. Hello. What's going on, Devin? Not what much. What do you have for us today in the way of a quote? Quote. America. America, half-brother of the world. <laughs> yeah, I th- it's it's kind of funny. I think I, th- I think since again I've got my uh, the book, the New Dictionary of Thoughts, and by new I think it was made in like the forties. So <laughs> nice. it's kind of an old school. I think there he's talking about just you know the amount of immigration and how everyone has right. everyone's you know this or that or Irish or Italian or mm. you know whatever islander asian african it's so everyone has a connection and since so many people come here you know it it just everyone i think has a connection and we send out all Uh, our all our all our pop you know movies and music so everyone has kind of a connection to us for good yeah for good or bad i guess (laughs) right yeah and and like you were saying all the difference like African American, Asian American, Irish American, you know, whatever, Latin American. There's, they're all like, there's a term that goes before it, right? So it's like the half brother. Right. <laughs> Cause you're not like, I mean, a lot of us, you know, I mean, obviously everyone around the world, but especially in the States, you know, we've all, we're all, everyone was an immigrant at some point, right? Unless, right. I mean, unless you're Native American, right? Cause then they're like, <clears throat> they were from here first. But even, th- even that, you know, like, Everywhere around the world, everyone is coming from the kind of Asian, African yeah, end right. of the world, and everyone's come to America one way or another from somewhere else. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, I think, you know, I think that that pulls us all together, right? We all have that that half side that's American, and then the other side that has something to do with where we've come from before. You know, right. we've all come here and uh, and and fallen on this like land that has. Uh, nourished us all that's right yeah it's uh yeah yeah i I thought it was cool yeah and it just it was an interesting quote i never really thought about it that way right yeah and with the olympics you know there's so many um yeah right so many athletes that are from all over the place and also it's really cool there's a lot of athletes that are representing other countries that were born in the states or live in the states you know so it's it's cool to see that as well you know like yeah. someone whose their family is from jamaica or from you know italy or whatnot and then they're you know so it's right. just kind of a that's that yeah that's that's something i think that you know represents the unity of our country and of our world as well as along with the olympics which is uh just like heartwarming and and a breath of fresh air you know in in a in a time in our entire world that's that's diversive so it's been really yeah. nice to see that and very yeah. uh, inspiring. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. I like that, though. Yeah. I also think that's, you know, the half-brother, like I said, yeah, like you said, everyone kind of has, they feel like, you know, you're kind of part of that, whether it's because America is the, you know, like the world power, 
You know, so right, they, they right. kind of have our, you know, a hand or a part of something in every country around the world yeah, or something's right. going on. You know, there's always something that we're associated with either positively and hopefully less, you know, often negatively. But, you know. Yeah, right, yeah. A, a half-brother can also be annoying, and you might not want right. him around. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <It's> a... <laughs> right, exactly. You're like, I'm only related to you by our mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Mother Earth, right? <laughs> we're all, everyone's <laughs> right. half-brothers. We're all part of the Earth. Yeah. Uh, cool. <clears throat> That's good. I like that one. Yeah. Um, I have I have another quote, and we can kind of talk about this as well. Um, this goes along with kind of summertime and the Olympics, uh, so... The quote is, rest is not idleness, and to lie sometimes on the grass under a tree on a summer's day, listening to the murmur of the water, or watching the clouds float across the sky is by no means a waste of time. Mm. And I like that when I was kind of looking up some stuff and thinking about, you know, summertime and this kind of slow pace and the idleness, and I get antsy in the summer because I feel like I should be doing something. Right, because you know, I'm a teacher, so I have days off. You know, it's like if I wake up in the morning and sit around for a couple hours, and like, what am I doing with that time? Should I like be going <laughs> right away, get down the shop, start working on something, or <clears throat> build something, or make something, or read something, or you know? So, um, I have been reading a lot, and then also just been kind of relaxing a lot, and you know, catching up on social media. And I sometimes will feel guilty about that, but I also think that there's um, like a rejuvenation in that as well as I'm busy so much throughout the year where it's just everyone's lives are busy. So it's nice to kind of really appreciate and slow down a little bit and take that time to relax and, and appreciate that idleness. So, Mm. well, and also I think the, uh, there's a, the, a part, uh, a line in the quote where it's, it says rest. So instead of just lounging, I mean, rest, it, it says that you've done something pretty much right. that, that you need rest for. Yeah. That's the first, the first, uh, the first line is rest first. is not idleness. Right. So yeah. it, 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 uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's not nothing. Right. But it, yeah, it's saying that, you, yeah, that you're resting from something. So right. it's not that yeah. you're just, yeah, just being just idle or just not doing enough you've rested because you've done right. something else so you deserve a rest yeah right yeah yeah exactly you rest from something so uh-huh. you're not you're not just not doing anything and then idleness by itself but rest based off of work right right <clears throat> yeah. but i like that you know i like the rest of the quote just talking about like lying under a tree you know <laughs> watching the clouds go by you know, like listening to the murmur of water running by all those things are uh are not a waste of time <laughs> i do appreciate that sometimes <laughs> S- scrolling through youtube does that count <laughs> exactly. happy rest as long as you're outside you know listening to the birds and scrolling through and i haven't I, I haven't i haven't been able to watch much youtube in these last because i'm um you know the, the olympics are taking place in japan so the time's off right. on the east coast so it's basically opposite time um so anytime I jump on YouTube, it always pops up with Olympic suggestions. And it's never a, like, they don't leave anything to guess. It's someone with, like, a flag behind them holding up, like, a gold medal. So you can't, like, right. un- you can't unsee it. 
saying, right. well, I'm yeah, not going to exactly. watch that. I'm not going to watch that tonight because I know blah, blah, blah won or, or we didn't win or someone. So I've kind of gotten off of everything, which has also been nice. Right. Yeah. To pretty much yeah. be off all social media and and uh, news. You know, I'm not reading news, mm-hmm. which is, is nice, actually. Right. Yeah. Speaking of that, we just um, just completed the Governor's Cup race this year, Ooh. which is uh, an overnight race we start. Friday evening the first weekend of August um, and or the first like the first few days of August this year actually was uh, I think Sunday was August 1st Um, so whatever whatever weekend overlaps the first few days of August is always the Governor's Cup the you know Chesapeake Bay and St. Mary's College puts on the Governor's Cup it's a sailboat race down the bay it takes it's a 68.5 68.4 miles, I think it is. Mm. And uh, we start in the afternoon and the evening and then race all night through the night. So, uh, you know, we did that on Friday night and then Saturday we just kind of relaxed through the day and had food and did the award ceremony and then Sunday sailed home. So we had this like three days. So we left early Friday morning to get down to Annapolis and then sail the race and then left early Sunday morning and, and uh, sailed and motored all the way home and got home at 9.30. So we had this like three days of kind of being detached from a lot of like social media. And I mean, obviously we had our phones and stuff with us, but just being on the water for that amount of time and like enjoying that whole process and being part of, we actually, we finished the race really quickly because we had a North wind. So we're sailing down, you know, South down the, uh, the Chesapeake Bay. And when you're talking about in sailing terms and wind terms, you t- you you say the way that the wind is coming from. So when you call it a north wind, it means it's coming from the north. So it's blowing south, but coming from the north. So we had a north wind, which in all the years that I've been doing the Governor's Cup, which I've done it off and on uh, since I was in high school. So for the last 20 years, I've probably done at least 10 or 15 Gov Cups. Um, I've never, ever had a north wind. It's always a south wind or an east wind. It's always blowing either directly in your face or just a little bit off your bow. And you got to just kind of work your way upwind, you know, down down the bay all night long. And uh, and so we had the wind directly behind us. So we just put up our spinnaker, which if you're not familiar with sailing, that's the big colorful sails that you see on sailboats. And you use them when you're sailing downwind, when you're sailing with the wind. So we just put that up and, and just cruised straight down the bay and <laughs> got past just so fast. I mean, we made it all the way down. Uh, to our turn, which goes up into the St. Mary's River, up to the college and the finish line, um, right around midnight, which usually we don't hit that mark until daybreak, so six yeah. or seven or eight eight hours later. Well, for, yeah, so. for, for context, how long does it take you to motor steadily with no sails, pretty much, from, from, from the bay to, to St. Yeah, Mary's? Yes. <clears throat> so that would probably take us, um, let's see, uh, so probably like 12 hours, probably 12 to 15 hours, uh, with good, with good conditions motoring. Right. Um, it took us, it took us 15 hours, just over 15 hours to get all the way home, which is from St. Mary's up to our dock, which is about two and a half or three hours North of where we started the race. So let's say about 12 hours with good conditions, um, 12 to 14 hours motoring. Right. And, yeah. a, st- and, and a straight and line. You- <clears throat> right in a straight line in our in our boat you know mo- motoring at like 2500 rpms um is going to put us at about five and a half or six knots so that's you know uh 
five five miles an hour or something like that. So which which is a healthy speed for sailing? Yeah, right. If you five if you didn't have sailing is pretty good. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. right. It's okay. You know, it's a good steady speed. Um, on the way home this year, we actually had a south wind, so it switched, so it was blowing us up the bay from the south, blowing north. And uh, <clears throat> so we were able to put up a kind of a – we actually had – it was a little rainy, so we have a big bimini that co- that covers the entire – like a canvas cover that covers the entire um, cockpit area of the boat and a little bit forward. So we were able to sit underneath of it. So we didn't put up our main sail, which is our big sail that's closer to the back of the boat. We left that down, let, put up the bimini, and just put up a, uh, a small sail in the front um, that just gave us some more speed. So we for, – for maybe half the time back, we were averaging – somewhere between like six and nine knots. So we were getting good speed and, and the tide was going with us. So we had some waves, like three or four foot waves that would kind of roll up and we'd be able to kind of surf down the waves and pick up speed. So so yeah. our our way down and our way back, both ways were, you know, averaging, say, <clears throat> somewhere between six and nine knots all day long on that long. And, and we ended up finishing, we finished the race uh, in 12 hours and... Just over twelve hours because we started at three fifteen and we finished at three thirty three, three thirty four in the morning. Yeah, it's so awesome. Record record time, perfect conditions, beautiful weather. It was, you know, in the seventies all day, almost through the night, just gorgeous. And and with the wind at your back, you're not. It's not blowing in your face, so you don't get that kind of cold breeze, you know, throughout the night. So yeah, you know, so to stay warm. And you you guys got in before the sunrise. Mm-hmm. I remember I I've right, only yeah. done it done it once, but it was we were in a smaller boat. It was rough conditions, um, yeah. and not a favorable wind. And we didn't I forget what time we got in, but it was very hot. <laughs> I think yeah. it was it was the <laughs> yeah, afternoon right. sometime, or or maybe yeah. like yeah, maybe no, like ten yeah. ten or yeah. eleven. I feel like we got in, mm-hmm. so you pulled in at three something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So before that, our best time um, starting at, at the 3.15-ish or so, we finished at 5.14 in the morning. So it had been like 14 hours was our, our best time before that. Um, so we cut off a couple hours off of that. and It was just perfect. It was a perfect race. It was beautiful. Um, we made one critical mistake in the race, which cost us first place, but we did end up getting second place. So. Mm. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we, we missed a mark or we, there was a mark we had to round. <clears throat> so we had to go around a mark to, to, you know, for the race course. And, and we put in a mark that I put in a mark in the GPS system that I thought was the mark. And it ended up being not the mark by about a couple hundred yards. Yeah. Um, and so we realized it and had to like turn around and we kind of did a turn and S turn back around the mark. And it cost us about 20 to 30 minutes, um, you know, turn around, going back 10 or 15 minutes and then coming back 10 or 15. So we ended up losing the race by about a minute and a half. <laughs> so mm. if we hadn't have made that, that mistake, we would have won the race by a half an hour. So, but that's yeah. okay. It was, it was an amazing race and, uh, and an honorable finish. <laughs> we did, you know, we, we saw another boat kind of taking the same course as us and they never turned. So we're like, well, that boat didn't turn. We're like, no, we got to turn. We got to go back and honor that mark. If we don't, we'll be disqualified. So we would have gone from, you know, possibly first to last and <laughs> disqualified because we didn't honor the mark. So, what was your what's yeah, the what's was, the best uh, what's the highest uh, placing you've had before? I mean, uh, we got a third um, one year, and but that was only out of I think maybe four or five boats. <laughs> um, the year be- the year before that, we got 
uh, we got fourth out of 12 votes, which was much, you know, that, that actually felt better. You know, there's yeah. more competition this year. There were, there were, this year it was really small. There were only five votes in our division. So, um, but <clears throat> we, we, we beat the majority of the fleet. So even there were about 70 boats or so in the fleet that were sailing. And I would say maybe, um, like 40 of those boats started around the same time we started and we beat like the entire fleet we were down i think we were maybe in in second out of the entire fleet that started with us uh, yeah. before we made that you know small error even then even after that error we ended up we still ended up um uh you know we we a couple boats passed us the bigger boats um after we made that error but we would have uh, we would have finished in front of all of them too which would have been pretty cool but, yeah that's uh, you know that's it's a great finish and you guys got a you know yeah. got something to take home and no, it's, it's yes yeah. yeah definitely it's great um, yeah, it was it was just it was conditions of a lifetime it was perfect beautiful all night you know tons of wind we hit i think 10.2 knots at one point so just cruising down the bay rolling super fast um yeah beautiful weather like light <clears throat> it was just amazing because you know usually because it takes us anywhere up to like you know 10 hours on average longer than it took us there were a lot of these these like landmarks and points that we hit while we were sailing down the bay that we've never passed in the daylight before so we were going past all these things that we're used to passing at night and that are lit up you know on the water or whatnot so we just like we we're just making so such good time it was incredible yeah no, but those you know those three days that like the race and then the next day we got there so early so we were able to like relax and we slept off and on and you know there was they have a crab piece so we did that and there's the award ceremony and we got to go swimming and hang out and and then uh, wake up the next morning nice and early and just cruise back another beautiful day and just on the water and just those three days just kind of relaxing and cruising along and you know i'd go to like pick up my phone and do something random and then i just have the thought like let me just put my phone down and just enjoy the water and enjoy the <laughs> right. people around me and we you know we just had like good conversations and yeah know, there's just there's reminisced about years past and and m bitched and moaned about <laughs> the <laughs> losing first place but you know, <laughs> you know yeah that's part of it it was all, it was all worth it yeah it's part um, of it, yeah yeah, I, I've uh, yeah only done a couple overnight, but we've also sailed. I've sailed many times with you guys coming in at yeah. night where it's getting dark and where it's all the way dark certain times. Depends how right. far we are from the dock and where the race course is set up. But there's a really cool thing, and I I mean, I understood the term like, what's it, like a, a ship in the night or, you know, like yeah, coming out of yeah, coming out and past – Right. Coming out of nowhere, right? That is such cool, yeah. yeah, or dark or whatever it is. But, I mean, right. literally that happened multiple times where someone does come out of nowhere. Because you're right. constantly, yeah. <laughs> you're, especially sailing, it's a really, it's, it can be loud, but when you get out there, it gets pretty quiet. Right, and, yeah. And the movement, depending on how fast you are, that just becomes the white noise. So you're you're listening for other things, and other sailboats can creep up on you because you're constantly scanning right. for little lights and you say, okay, the shore is over here. This is over here. I think I see a boat. Uh, you're looking out for a lot of things, but you right, should, yeah. you should know where you are by your maps and your GPS and, but still right. things do come out of nowhere. And, uh, it's, it's a really cool experience. It's really, uh, I don't know. It's like hypnotic. 
just yeah. the, this movement. And then all of a sudden you'll be on something like the so, year I went, we did actually almost hit a catamaran and we, we hear, I think that was right. kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah, it did. All of a sudden this giant, it seemed huge because we yeah, were on right. the little 24 foot boat Yeah, and that's, you know, almost hit that and <laughs> all, like out of nowhere, all of a sudden there's yelling and, and lights and things and people and, it's such an odd thing. It's but it's yeah, really it cool. Right. And you it's, yeah, you got to be on you got to like be aware of what's going on around you because like I said because you're not motored. It's not like you can just turn and, you know, I mean you can turn, but it's not as yeah. easy just to like turn and go a different direction. You got to like make adjustments and make that turn. And in a race you don't want to make those turns. You want to stay as like, you know, smooth and straight as possible, gaining right. as much ground as you can on the next mm-hmm. mark, but <clears throat> but yeah, yeah we've it's, had some it's, close calls in the night, <laughs> right? It's cool, or you'll pass a, um, uh, a you know, stored ship, a container ship, yeah, and yeah. those are yeah. just you know, it's a skyscraper in the water, right? And yeah. you know, and you'll see them so and fast. they look slow, but they're just flying. And know? it's cool to like see those at night too because they're all lit up, so you can see people walking yeah. around and stuff, and it's, you wave to them. But it's it's right. sort of and and also as as uh, others. Uh, sailboats are are with you kind of moving you see them slowly move back or you get closer to them and it's kind of this like faceless thing because it's just dark you can maybe see someone moving around but it's just slowly coming up past you and then all of a sudden you're like you know you could be close to it and then it just goes it's it's great such a cool experience yeah yeah and it's you know there's definitely like you're saying there's that kind of you have to be aware of what's going on around you throughout the night you have to kind of be on point um, because the possibility of hitting something in the middle of the bay because the bay is a busy place um we uh we considered because we finished so early and they did the award ceremony early this year we considered uh leaving saturday afternoon and just motoring you know throughout the night to get home um and i i voted against it um it wasn't really a vote, but in my my opinion was I didn't really want to do that because there's something really nice and really relaxing about that last day of just like cruising throughout the day during the daytime, you know, on the bay and driving home. Right. And that can be much more relaxing during the day than it is at night, mm-hmm. um, you know, because then you can see what's around. You don't have to worry about like keeping, you know, being on point all night to make sure you're not hitting anything. And, you know, you can right. see your markers and, and you don't have to worry as much about the GPS system and stuff to make sure you're on, on track. Um, so we did end up doing that, but, uh, but we considered it, but I'm, I'm glad, I'm happy that we did it the way we did and we were able to take that time and, you know, relax and it was nice. Yeah. There's a, uh, a spot down in St. Mary's, um, college right on the water because the, the race ends right where their sailing center is on the water and up on the sep- second deck, <clears throat> I put up my hammock, uh, caddy corner to one of the corners, like diagonally. And I hang it up on a put on the two posts that are diagonal across one of those corners that are facing out to the water. So I've really nice sp- spot and set up there to be able to put my hammock up and sleep. So I cu- took a couple hour nap during the day and then slept that, uh, that evening, Saturday night in my hammock, which is like, so comfortable. It was really nice out. It was in the like mid to high sixties at night. So really comfortable temperature. And yeah, it was, it was great. Woke up early and hit the road it was the the one thing it was it was raining when we woke up in the morning so it was like this light drizzle that kind of picked up and the wind was blowing pretty good so we had to motor into it for a while so it was kind of blowing on us and getting us wet but then it stopped and you know it was kind of like drizzly off and on for most of the day until about maybe four o'clock or so four or five 
So then we had those last couple hours of just like beautiful evening, watch the sense, sunset go down, and then we, we uh, got back to our dock at 9.30. So it wasn't, you know, not even like super dark out either. It was great. Nice. Well, yeah, great. Con- congrats again. That's, Thank that's you. cool. Thank and you. there's some pictures yeah, of, of some of the stuff, the uh, the boat and you guys yep. and, and your, your award and our brother, you and Drew. That, that was cool. That's yep. Cool. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. Um, it's such a such a fun race, and it's such something that we all we look forward to every year. Um, you know, it's always the same time, and we've been doing it for so long that, you know, to have it be the conditions it was this year was just epic. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about, I guess, the projects? We just put out a video, and we're yeah. doing one, or, yeah, we're working on one now. We just put out the uh, Viking, yeah, Axe Viking Axe video. Build. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, um, yeah. John John Nagel from Nagel House Forge reached out to uh, out to me to see if um, you know to ask if I would handle the axe for him that he was making for a client. Um, and he intended like when he reached out, it wasn't wasn't just to like make a video or to have it for free. Like he wanted to reach out to me as you know someone who could also make some money off of making a handle, right? So, but I was I was happy to do it for him and and. Um, you know, we got a good video out of it. It was fun to do, and I love I love making handles, and I love axe stuff anyway. So it was really cool to to get his uh, his Damascus Viking axe in the mail and be able to play with it for a little bit and put a cool handle on it. There was someone who commented uh, on the video kind of early on we posted about the uh, the leather wrap, and they were like, "Rather the leather wrap like serves no purpose." You know, it's like it's too. I guess they were like gimmicky or LR. LRP like live action role playing. Oh yeah, LARPing. Like saying yeah. it was like yeah, I'm like no, it's it's purpose is that I wanted to put it there, you know, like it's <laughs> and and the client wanted you know something that looked badass, you know, so yeah, right. of course it it doesn't really need to be it doesn't at all need to be there. It's not doing anything except for it's just looks cool, you know, like yeah, that's, or that's I mean what there, right? some people to, you could use it as a grip, you know, maybe like closer right. up. And especially the way right, you yeah, did it, it you, you have a little bit of grip if you're doing something close. You know, it. Yeah, you know, it can serve a purpose. Yeah, right. Exactly. It can. There's and things I mean, it can you know, do. Like the Damascus has no purpose. I mean, it could have just been a mono steel axe head. You know, it didn't have to be Coca Bolo. It could have been Hickory. It could have <laughs> been. You know, there's like lots of stuff it didn't have to be, but all of that was. You know, that's part of. You know, yeah. Making art as well yeah. as craft. Yeah. So, but, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like. Uh, somebody well you know <laughs> they mean, just, you know i understand what they're saying but yeah yeah right um it was perfectly but no, fine the way it was it didn't need it but but it was cool i liked I, I thought it looked great it turned out really good and uh you know it was fun got to make that itty bitty little nail little finish nail <laughs> <laughs> yeah i had to keep that yeah. part in um yeah no, it was nice john sent over the uh video of him talking about it which was good nice one long one take of him talking about it and some pictures right um so we put that in and that's actually really one of the only times we've had a well we've had guests kind of on but yeah definitely the the first time someone's actually someone other than you have like has explained a process right Um, yeah yeah, Nicole actually watched it when we put it out. She was at work and she watched it. She was like, oh, I really like the part when John was talking about, you know, how he made it and stuff and the pictures. That was really cool. I was like, yeah, it was. I was yeah. like, oh, thanks for watching one of our videos. <laughs> <She's> <laughs> like, she never watches it. It's like, you know, but I think that one was a little shorter and it popped up probably during the day when she was at work and maybe had some downtime. And she was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but now it turned, everything turned out great. It's a good 
uh, just just under twenty minute video and yeah. And that thumbnail, nice. man, that's an epic thumbnail. Got that I know. Sheep's fur around my neck holding the Viking axe. <laughs> that like, was great. It's funny because if, if I were holding that like with intent to use it, it would be facing the other way because it's like in my hand, I'm holding it, and it's facing to the right. I'm holding it with my right hand, but the right. blade is facing to my right instead of facing left. You know, right. so it's like it's it looks a little funny, like, but it, you know, obviously it was done for the photo. We had to get the good shot of the blade and stuff and. Yeah, yeah. I was no. with the sun in my face and like glowing beard. Yeah, the, and the sunset the all like, yeah. Then you have the red sunset on the right, and then you have the blue of the night of the sky yeah. on the other side. It was yeah, really. That's why people take pictures. That's why they call it magic <laughs> right. hour. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Sunrise and sunset. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I really liked the video. Came out well. Um, and then now we're working on well, we got um. We have the the sheath, the sling yeah, the for Crin's Crin's yeah, the... axe. That's already right. done, so that'll be the next thing. And yep. then um, we're doing a, a a a toy box for my daughter, right? Um, yeah. Out of a single sheet of uh... ply. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. And, and we're seeing yeah, a single sheet of plywood, and then we're we're doing some some fun stuff with it, trying to figure out and make work a like a catch system where you push a button and the lid will open on its own so yeah working on that and it's it's been fun like troubleshooting that in the shop like as we're working you know i mean because a lot of times a lot of what we do in the videos is something that i've already done a bunch of times so i've already worked out all the processes and i just work through it right but this one we've never done this before. So we had to like figure out what to do as we're doing it, as we're making it, you know, and, and try right. things like I didn't, you know, we bought some spring hinges, which we thought would be strong enough to lift the lid on their own, but they're not, you know, we wouldn't ever know that until we tried it once. Right. So it was like, had to do it in the, in the moment. And also like figuring out how to make the hinge work. So you can put spring hinges on the inside that like lift up the lid. And then, you know, the lid's got to tip back. So you have to have some type of, the lid's got to either move forward or you have to have some type of recess in the back so the lid can fit into it and, you know, troubleshooting that. So it's been kind of fun, like, working and shooting the video and troubleshooting with you as we go to figure out the best way to make this work. Right. Yeah, so So it's... Yeah, getting the box together wasn't the most difficult thing. You're just cutting out flat pieces and then uh, gluing and screwing them together. But, yeah, working out how to make a latch and a thing pop open and a uh, secret compartment on the bottom and right, stuff like yeah. that. It's, but it, it's, it's kind of fun. And I, I like, um, I like shooting these type of product projects because it's something right. different. I'm right. like, Oh, there's yeah, so many exactly. new things to shoot. So many like, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like different angles. Yeah. Like there's only so much right. you can, I can do on a knife or an ax or I, you know, we've already right. done that. Right. And it's fine. Yeah, exactly. And we'll, and we'll keep doing those cause you know that's what you like to make but right, to throw yeah. in a different thing every once in a while it feels nice it's like shooting outside every once in a while too we're like oh i'm like oh look at all these mm-hmm. things and i can shoot all this different stuff this is great nice yeah yeah it's <clears throat> it's been fun and it's like i said it's fun to kind of work it out you know work out the details and do it all and and have those uh it's uh one of the things that's um a little out of the ordinary and a little frustrating is the amount of room that it takes up on my bench while I'm working on it. So I have like not a ton (laughs) of room left over to put stuff. So I'm like trying to juggle like where things go and sliding it around and 
<clears throat> it's just it's just a different experience. It's fun. And I haven't I haven't built a ton of furniture in this shop. You know, so having like a bigger piece and you know joints and stuff and pocket holes and trying to figure out all that stuff on the fly. It's been it's been fun. And then you know doing some like fabricating to figure out what we're gonna do for hinges and what we're gonna do for a latch and stuff. And you know and and um, I ordered some some uh, gas struts to be able to push open and close like a soft opening and a soft close so i'm hoping they'll add some pressure to the hinges so they won't be able to put them in and they'll just open it up if not we're gonna have to add in some more hinges you know maybe instead of i don't know we'll see so it's kind of fun you know just building it along the way but that's that's the next video that we're working on and uh yeah it's coming along well yeah right now we have two spring hinges on it and it's not doing much so maybe maybe we can add one more two right. more and that might just just be enough to make it almost where like doesn't weigh anything at all even if it can't push it up hopefully right. it's at least right. not resisting so anything else the pistons and, and things like that will will just easily throw it up i don't, I don't know we'll see right yeah yeah we'll see we'll just keep on keep working on it until it's until it works the way we want it to all right yeah. I know I was like looking at different pistons and stuff and different springs and tensioner arms and things. And it's hard to know how well something is going to work until you get it. And that's kind of the problem too. So yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, you know, we live in a world where we can order anything like one day or the next day and <laughs> get it and they're relatively inexpensive. So I'll try them. If they don't work, we'll send them back or use it for another project. Yeah. So. Um, speaking of, things ordered do we talk about last time the the projector i think we talked about we had uh let's see i'm not sure did we talk about it uh, uh i don't know sure. I'll, well, we I'll do have. A, yeah, yeah. I had it written down on our list from last time but i don't know if we ever got to it yeah well <laughs> reached out to some companies because we wanted to do or i had the idea i wanted to do outdoor some outdoor theater outdoor theater nights like especially i, I think i did talk we got i got a hill next to the building next to the um, mm. house I'm in. It's like perfect and a nice big wall. Yeah, um, it's like, it's like perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> so um, bit, reached yeah. out and uh, Anchor or, or Nebula, that's their um, their brand. Their projector brand. Uh, for, right. for projectors. They sent us a really nice uh, 4K one. and uh, So we're going to do a video and, and review that, but also want to build a case for it. So everything, because everything I... I'd used them before, and I'd also seen online. It's people, it's always like a laptop on a table, and then something plugged into it, and then the projector on something, and the cords running everywhere. It, I, just, I was like, there has to be. I want one thing, like a case, right. almost like a suitcase. Got to be a better way, <laughs> like right. just that you can sit down and have it ready to go, contain everything. Maybe have an extendable cable that comes out of it, and you just plug one thing in, and it's ready to go. Um, right. so that's what, that's what we're going to do. And I got, uh, the screen and I used it for the first time. Actually, I've used it for two nights. Just me, 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 me and my own, uh, out there sitting, <laughs> having a couple beers. <laughs> nice. I watched, uh, <laughs> Olympics one night and I watched some movies and, uh, the other night I was, I was testing, uh, different frame sizes, you know, most TV, well, TV right. is, is 16 by nine, but a lot right. of movies, it's it's a, a much wider format. So if I had the projector set up for sixteen nine, it wasn't far enough back. Or I had I had right. empty space on the sides. And I was like, no, no, no. 
So, so I, I backed it up and tried some, you know, real uh, widescreen format stuff. And that was cool. Right. Get it a little yeah. bigger. And the, and the, the picture is awesome. And uh, actually, this projector has great. It, yeah, it's got four 10-watt yeah. speakers in it in a circular yeah, pattern. Right. So kind of anywhere around it you're sitting, you'll get sound coming to you. And really good sound. Like, right. Um, but I also bought some uh, PA speakers that have Bluetooth and stuff, and I want to set them up. Because if, nice. if you're watching a movie, I want the sound to come from the front. Right, yeah. But <clears throat> if I were just setting it up for a game or maybe for like a kid's movie night where they don't really care, right. um, it would be plenty loud enough. Or if you're like watching football or, or, or whatever, Olympics, you don't need it. Um, it's pretty right, loud. Yeah. But but it's uh, yeah, it's great. So I'm excited. We might yeah, hopefully have you, you over and some other people yeah. soon. If, and obviously we'll do it for once we do the video. And right. that'll be coming out probably sometime this month, August. Right, so. yeah. That's yeah. That'll be our next project. Um, I wonder if we can consider when we're working on the design, consider some type of like, um, like a way to add more onto the box. You know what I mean? Like, like if you if when you get the speakers, like if you want to keep those additional speakers with it as well, I maybe we have. No, I can't. Well, I I already got the speaker. The speakers are too big. They're like uh, ah. They're like a foot and a half by some, you know, they're, they're big. Oh, okay. They're yeah, big yeah, PA yeah. speakers. So, I mean, I guess right. you could hook yeah. them to the side, but then it's kind of a heavy thing. It's either, yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that's one thing. It is, it is all in one, but obviously if you want big right. outdoor speakers, you're going to need to have a separate thing. But I, but yeah. the all in one. We'll, uh, yeah. And we'll need. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say the all in one is more. We'll more so you can take it anywhere and it is good enough. Right. And yeah, and yeah, yeah. and I want to contain mm. all the the power strips and the uh right. power blocks yeah. and all the stuff like the screens will be able to go into a drawer stuff like that. I want to carry everything. Right. Right. Um yeah, no, yeah, it'll be cool. And I think like also having like a DVD player in there as well. You know? Right. So you can it's have all in one, yeah. You have like your DVD player, all your power stuff, your screens and your projector. So basically, you can just take that box and set up basically anywhere. And our plan at this point, we're still kind of up in the air how we're going to do it. Our, our original plan was to be able to just put a mount on the bottom with which you would then attach it to a tripod. So you could use any tripod. <clears throat> right. But but we'll see if we'll see what we do for that or not. Because, I mean, I think that's one of those things that most people have is a tripod. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel, feel like something's yeah. always been around us, but we're in a family Pete. of, like, photographers and cameramen and stuff, so. Yeah, it's, I mean, if you buy a projector, a good choice, if right. you're not going to mount it to your ceiling or have somewhere right. that it always is, is a tripod. It's perfect. You can balance it. You can, uh, right. but. yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was trying to, yeah, we, we've been up in the air about that. Should we do it? Should we attach it? Or should right. we just have it on its own? Because once you add a tripod, then you really can't attach that to it. You need to carry that separately. Right, yeah. Kind of takes away of the little suitcase box thing kind of ready to go. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and I've done, like, folding legs with stuff before, so maybe we could do some type of folding leg thing. The problem with that is that, like, unless you're on level ground, you have to then be able to adjust it. So it's like folding legs is not a problem, but it's folding adjustable legs, which is a little mm. bit trickier. So it, we'll it, to, we'll it'd be great if out. you could have something <laughs> almost like uh, – like, uh, 
what's the word? Mm. What do you call the uh, the blowers? Uh, not things you fill your um your mattress up with. The thing you step on. Oh, like an air a uh, pump, like a yeah, yeah. But what is that th- that shape called? That thing. Oh, uh, a, a bellows. Yeah. Uh, so if you could yeah. almost have not actual bellows, but that something that could fold flat, and then right, you could like yeah. you could almost screw open on the front. Right. You know what I mean? So then you could get your exact. You know, could extend up like that. It could lift the front to wherever right. you need it. But I, I don't know how. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. something like that 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 lays flat, but then you could just crank open right. to to any. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. know. Yeah, and I have. I mean, I have a, a French easel, which is uh, like a, an easel that's um, a box as well, so it holds all of the paints and your stuff inside of it, and you can carry it out wherever I'm painting, you know, in the landscape, and then set it up, and it becomes an easel. So that has foldable legs on it. Uh, the way they do those is that they have a square piece of wood um, with a channel cut into it, so it becomes a square C, you know, and then there's a smaller square piece of leg that's on the inside, and the um, and the way that that leg is held into that channel is just by some, like, brass flat bar that goes across, you know, to, like, stop it from coming out. And there's two of those, and it just slides up and down, and it's held in by a wing nut. Or, you know, it's tensioned. You just slide it out where you want it, and then you tighten down a wing nut with a washer, and it holds it in that spot. Mm. So that that works really well. Um, so maybe we'll do something like that. It's got to have a channel on the backside as well for that, obviously, for the nut, for the for the bolt end of that wing nut to be able to pinch it. So right. the option's there. It's, it's more about, like, if we want to deal with it, you know. <laughs> it's like if we want to <laughs> actually build that as part of the box. You right. know, it's like, because that's going to add a whole another couple of days into the build and whether it's whether it's worth it or not you know like is it is it better to build it and have it part of it well that would be cool but is it just as convenient and maybe cheaper just to buy a small tripod and have a mount right and then you know you can adjust that with forward back left right you can get your adjustments really easily with a tripod rather than um, with trying to deal with legs and adjusting the legs and stuff so yeah I feel like there's just an easier way we're missing or we can just get some type of small uh, extendable legs, you know, right. from Amazon, buy them, stick four of them on there. Then you can extend them out any way you want. Right, yeah. Maybe that's yeah. the, the maybe that's the trick. I don't yeah, know. on the four corners or something. Just Yeah. Yeah, so that, that'll be cool. And we'll get some things and we'll shoot it and have a bunch of people over for a movie night and popcorn. And we'll get everything set up and I think it'll be a, a great video. Yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. And uh, another video we have coming down the line, which will we have a, obviously we have more than just this one. We have a bunch of ideas, but um, there's if you guys watched the uh, Gyoto knife build off that was put on by Aaron Lee and Dennis Tyrell, who we had them on a couple weeks ago. Uh, we'll be doing another challenge. It's a Bowie knife challenge, which we talked about in that podcast, and that video will be coming out in October. So we have a couple more months. Um, and, uh, yeah, so look forward to that. If you guys are interested, uh, you know, check out the, some of those other makers that were on our uh, on our last build-off, and there'll be some more makers on. I'm not exactly sure how we're going to work this all out, and we haven't, you know, the details haven't come out really. I mean, we've all been talking about it, the other makers, but there's going to be, uh, there are going to be more makers on this build-off. So I'm not sure if it'll be, like, a similar type of voting thing or how we're going to do it, but um, 
but yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to like to do a Bowie knife. I've never made a Bowie knife. I've made, well, that's not true. I have, I have made a Bowie knife before, but it's been a long time. Um, and that was kind of just more like a big, almost like a big butcher knife that I made, um, or like a big, like chef's knife. Uh, so we'll see, but that should be a fun, uh, a fun build. And I'd like to do, um, some more forging and maybe some like brute to forge look on it. So, you know, have some forged texture and stuff left on the Bowie knife since it's not a, uh, it's not a, a chef's knife. So it doesn't have to have a real tall skinny blade. You know, the, the thinner the blade on the chef's knife, the better with this being a chopper and a Bowie knife, it can have a thicker blade and, um, you know, a shorter bevel. So I'll be able to leave a lot of that, uh, brute to forge forge work on the, on the blade, which will be really cool. So I'm excited about that. Be fun, and then some kind of cool handle, some type of yeah. I was gonna say, have you thought about yeah? Have you thought about that? Yeah, I thought about doing some like some bone. I saw it like you know for the guard, maybe some type of bone or some type of like an antler tine that can be like can stick down, you know, or something like that. I'm not sure, but maybe you should do another antler handle. That was great. We did that once. Yeah, I could do a full stag handle. Like that's pretty traditional with uh, you know, I guess you know the whole like antler handle. That'd be cool. Handle, that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. And then and, it gives that, like, it yeah. could be a little more rustic, a little bit more like, you know, Native American or something. And if we're going to, and if you're going to take yeah, the extra yeah. time forging and stuff, that would cut down on handle time. <laughs> I'm just thinking of shooting time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Then yeah, it's yeah. not glue, then, <laughs> yeah. then it's not gluing a million pieces and shaping. And blah. Right. I mean, you do have to yeah. get it right, but, you know, you just, you I could actually do like a, a metal, yeah, like a, make a metal guard. Um, you know, so kind of shape that down. Shouldn't be too hard. Have that slip all the way up on, and then have the uh, the antler come up behind it. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, oh, I'm excited. It's gonna be fun. I'm excited. It's a cool build, and it's something that I've I've wanted to do for a while. Um, I have to order some steel to get that in, so I can start thinking. Or maybe we'll make it out of like leaf spring or something. That'd be kind of fun too. You know. Because it's sure. like again one of those things that doesn't doesn't have to hold an edge super super well. I mean, yeah, you want it to hold an edge and you want it to cut, but like, it's a big chopper fighter knife. You know, it's not a not a delicate like carving knife or you know chef's knife. So, um, and I've got a bunch of leaf spring, and that's that would just be a fun way to start. You know, like all right, we're starting from this leaf spring. You know, cause people love love that type of um, you know reusing stuff like. Uh, and like railroad spikes yeah, and whatnot and files. And, and that is yeah. kind of more. Uh, I feel like that's how it would probably happen in the right. early day, yeah. in the early days, you know, with Bowie knives, right. like whatever mm. steel was available, you could, right. you could yeah, maybe exactly. make your yeah, own like, or, yeah. or you could bring it to someone. Yeah. Say, Hey, I right. have this, you know, like wagons or whatnot. Yeah. Can you make yeah, something yeah. out of this? I, I already have the steel. Yeah. And you know, right. I've got, I've got the steel and I've got <laughs> antlers. I have right. all the ma- yeah, I have exactly. all the materials right. you need. Got. Yeah, the, the chunks of stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, maybe we use like a railroad spike for the guard. You know, not that it would mm. look like a railroad spike in the end, but use that steel because it's got that you know three quarter inch thick or whatever, which would probably be about what I need. Yeah, um, you know, cut off because it's something like you you might have a, a railroad spike and you might have antler and and a you know and a leaf spring, leaf spring or like a yeah, spring. From yeah, the, so taking from those things and putting it together and like yeah. Right. Oh, that's a good angle. Like, like yeah, whatever. Something. Yeah, something yeah. you might find in the West. A frontier buoy. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now we're talking. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Frontier buoy from so found items. Something like that. Yeah. 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 
Cool. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. It'd be fun if we had like, I don't know, it'd be cool to have like a wrought iron um, railroad spike, but I don't know. I mean, because if the spike is just going to be the guard, it doesn't really matter what steel it's made out of. It's not, it doesn't need to hold an edge. It just needs to look cool. And wrought iron would have that like wood grain to it. Mm. Maybe I'll reach out to Randy Slaysman and see if I can get a chunk of wrought iron. I think he's got some. It might be kind of cool too. And that's something that they would have had. Like a wagon wheel would have been made out of wrought iron, you know? So like a spring well, would have well, been made yeah. out of like a spring steel, but the actual wheels would have been made out of wrought iron, you know? So like that could be too, yeah, it could be something like that. Oh, we'll see. I mean, it doesn't have to be that, but that would look really cool because then if we etched it, when you etch wrought iron, you get like wood grain because it's got all these mm. like long grains in it and stuff. So that might be look kind of cool along with like the antler. I mean, it's like steel color, obviously, but and that's cool stuff. It'd be fun. It'd be fun to kind of figure it out. And then uh, another good challenge, you know, um, I think it's just fun. It's fun for the community and it's fun to like to be part of that and uh, doing it with a bunch of people. So we'll hopefully start that one maybe after the uh after the projector box so we're not yeah, we, we the might, last minute to do that <laughs> we might have to <laughs> yeah right yeah yeah cool all right well uh you have uh, you have a recommendation for us this week Dev? yeah i uh it was sent to me from our our buddy Matt Brown who we bring it up a lot he does the the music along with me for for the channel and for you channel, know the intro right. to this um, yep. Coulter Wall. You ever hear of him? Coulter Wall. No. Coulter. 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 I think. Um, the song Bob Fudge live from the back pasture. Uh, he. What's his? Li- how do you spell his last name? W H A L. Like a wall. W A L L. Um. Anyway, kind of a you know cowboy looking guy. Kind of does right. Folksy cowboy music, or what I've heard of from him, kind of country. Right. But it is. It's just him <laughs> in a pasture with two mics set up, and he sings this whole kind of you know uh, old uh, storytelling kind of song, nice. and it's it's really good. And I, really, he's got a great, great kind of deep singing voice, and it's uh, it's really nice. And I think there's like two cameras, yeah. so it, look, it looks real nice. But he's like standing in the middle of a field, you know, <laughs> with some nice. farm buildings behind him, <laughs> and just singing this. What's the song he's got, called? He said. Uh, Bob Fudge, I think. Bob Fudge. Let me double Bob check. Fudge. Yeah. Story of Bob. Story of Bob that's Fudge. Cool. I think. I think that's. Yep. That's, that's it. on YouTube. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll check that out, and that'll that'll be in the description. So if you want to find that, I'll put the link in the description, so you can find it that way. Cool. My um <clears throat> my recommendation this week is uh, Cow Dog Craft Works. Um, that's Chris, uh, Gifro and, uh, Chris was at the timber Inn with us, um, two weeks ago, whatever that was. And, uh, and he was, he was there. He does, he does some really beautiful woodworking and, uh, and has a really awesome, like chisel sharpening setup. So he was there sharpening his chisels and, and he put together a really cool video of the timber Inn. So, um, check out, you can check out, check him out on Instagram at Cowdog Craftworks, And you can also go to his YouTube, which is Cowdog Craftworks, uh, with a space in between each word on YouTube, and you can check that out. There are uh, there are two clips in that video of me in the background, so see if you guys can find it. But uh, <laughs> but it was fun. It was really cool to see him like go back through it. And he said he had to. I, I reached out to him to talk to him about it a little bit, and and he actually was uh, 
he was like, oh man, I didn't realize you guys, I didn't realize you were there. I like missed you completely. But that's kind of how it was like when we were there. And I think throughout the whole weekend is everyone was working. Like it wasn't, it wasn't, I mean, there were plenty of social times like before and after and stuff, but a lot of it was just everyone getting work done, right? We were right, all there yeah. to help get the work done. So that way during the timber, during the actual maker camp, we can put it up and then have more time to like talk about stuff and relax and and that's what we'll be doing. So we will be we'll be at Maker Camp this year and putting together a video over there as well. So I reached out to him to get a couple clips um, of uh, of me in the background there, and and uh, yeah, it's it's a really great video. So you can check him out on Instagram or YouTube. Um, it's his uh, his video about the timber, and he's got some really really nice woodworking videos, and he's got some really good slow motion like chisel cutting wood shots that were just so satisfying. So <laughs> I was happy about that. Nice. Cool. All right, man. Well, uh, we have a bunch of really cool guests. I've reached out to at least five or six different people. Next week, we'll be hopefully joined by our cousin Jesse, who's a woodworker and a wood turner. And I've uh, I've shouted him out before in the past. He does some. Um, he has uh, an awesome uh, pipe making company called Companion Pipes, and he makes um, you know like bespoke, beautiful like wood turned pipes, um, yeah. smoking pipes. So. Hopefully we'll have him on next week. That should work out. And uh, and then I have a bunch more people coming up in the future. So keep your eye and ear out for who we have coming up. Um, we have a bunch of guests. And uh, and then, you know, always just kind of catching up and letting you guys know what's happening in the shop. But, yeah, it's been a good couple of weeks. It was nice to be able to take a week off and enjoy some downtime. We were pretty busy. Devin and I were last week. So we're like, this is a good time to have a little summer break. So <laughs> we're yep. back. And we um, should be hearing from us again next week um thank you guys so much for listening make sure you don't forget to go check us out on youtube um the art of craftsmanship and you can follow us both on instagram at the art of craftsmanship and at the art of camera guy Um, and if you want to support the channel in all the ways that we put stuff out you can go over to patreon uh, patreon.com slash the art of craftsmanship and support us there that's it guys um dev you have anything else that's it have a good week All right, everybody, have a good week, and we will talk to you next time. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.